Hey, hey, welcome to episode six of Healthyish with Nutrish Mish. So, if you've been paying attention, you might have noticed I took a little bit of a hiatus from this crazy podcasting world. And in all honesty, the reason was, you know, when I first started a podcast, I was kind of like, everyone has a podcast, I want a podcast. And <laughs> that's not a good reason, by the way, to start one. I'm the kind of person where if I'm doing something, I need to be providing a ton of value. I need to have a very strong intention behind it. And then I friggin' roll with it. And, you know, there's so much, so many podcasts, so much noise out there. And I wanted to make sure that I was using this platform to deliver the absolute most value to everyone who is taking the time to listen to it. So to kind of outline what we're going to be doing from here on out. Nutrition and weight loss and everything has gotten so insanely complicated <laughs> to the point where you don't even know sometimes what the right thing to do is. You almost get you know analysis paralysis. So there's so much information. There's so many products. There's so many services. So we're going to make sense of all of the trending topics, all the fads, and we're going to teach you how to filter through all the information overload to get to the nuggets that are really going to make you successful. The second thing we're going to do is I'm going to motivate and inspire the shit out of you. So if this is something that is difficult for you, if weight loss and nutrition is something that you've struggled with, maybe even your whole life, get ready to be inspired and motivated in a way that you've never felt before. And the third is I've been doing this for over 10 years. I've counseled personally thousands and thousands of people, and I'm going to take the decade of knowledge that I've acquired with what works and what makes people kind of get to their goal the most efficient way, and I'm going to compress it into these little episodes so that you guys can walk away with the actionable items that are going to really make you successful and finally you know get to this place that you're trying to get to in terms of your health and weight loss goals all right so this episode is going to be a game changer for you guys because this is like at the foundation of every single person that has been successful um if you follow me on instagram uh and if you don't you should um i asked you guys i was like which podcast would you like me to do next? Would you like number one, how to enjoy the process of losing weight? Or number two, this one question will determine how much weight you will lose. And it was 50-50 pretty much all day. Um, Number two ended up winning. But luckily for you guys who voted for number one, they're kind of the same question. I just phrased them differently. So when I'm looking at people who are successful long-term with weight loss, the number one thing that they all have in common is that they actually enjoy the process of losing weight. They enjoy the process of eating healthy. They enjoy the process of eating well. And for those of you who are like, um, you're a nutritionist, so of course you don't understand why I don't enjoy eating well or losing weight. Listen, none of this stuff came naturally to me either. I had to learn all this stuff for myself too. And bear with me because by the end of this episode, you're going to be thinking a whole lot differently about the whole process. When you don't enjoy something, why are you going to want to do it every single day? You could do it for a little while, but it's never going to be a real lifestyle change. You know, like I don't love going to the dentist. Sorry to all you dentists out there. I'm sure you guys are lovely people to go to, you know, to a bar with, but you know, having you guys like inside of my mouth is not my choice of how to spend an afternoon, as I'm sure you can understand. But let's say I had to go to the dentist every day. I'm either going to A, be miserable every day, which I'm not going to want to do that forever. B, I'm going to do it for a little while and then stop going. Or C, I better freaking find a way to enjoy it, which if any of you guys can give me a strategy for that, I would be more than open to hearing about it. But that's what we do with our weight loss and our and our nutrition goals. We go on this diet that feels miserable. Like even that word, like I even have a reaction to that word. Like, oh, I'm starting my diet on Monday. Like, great, sounds fun, you know, and you're like riding on this hope and a dream of like what your future self will look like. And honestly, it's just not enough. It's not enough to get you up to Thursday because we all know everyone starts over on Monday, right? So 
how do we actually enjoy this crazy process of losing weight? Well, here's what's going on. And this is why we have to enjoy it. If my dentist analogy wasn't good enough for you, just to, for you guys who are, you know, little science buffs, the brain, our little caveman brains, right? They're amazing, but they're trying to do this little dance all the time. They're constantly trying to move towards pleasure and also move away from pain. It's just how we're wired. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym, but the gym feels like a chore to you, your brain's going to do this little negotiating thing where it's like, oh, you know what? You don't love going to the gym. That's going to cause you pain. Why don't you just chill out on the couch and watch Netflix? You can just get away with one thing and then the brain starts to justify move you towards the pleasure of Netflix. <laughs> um, what if we think about, you know, okay, you're starting your diet. That means you can't ever go to parties ever again. But listen, you're going to look so thin and blah, 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 whatever you're going to tell yourself. So when you're telling yourself, oh, this is the way you're going to look, that's the pleasure side of it. But then when that kind of starts to dissipate or that's kind of like not, you know, forefront in your mind because, you know, you're a couple days in or a couple weeks in or a couple months in, you know, all you're kind of left with is like, well, I don't really enjoy eating this way and this kind of feels miserable and I feel like I'm giving everything up. So I don't want to do that thing. So the brain is constantly moving towards pleasure, constantly trying to move away from pain. So if that's the case, we need to find a way to actually enjoy the process of losing weight. So if you've ever been on a diet or you've ever tried to lose weight before, I'm sure if you think about your experience with it, there is a multitude of pain points you can hit on or you can remember um, that would you know, make it not something that you'd want to do for the rest of your life. Um, some people think it's time. It takes too much time. Time is a time is a. It's not a real reason because I can say I have no time, but for some reason, and don't ask me how, I watch all of my housewife shows on Bravo every single week, even though I have literally no time <laughs> because it's important to me. It makes me feel good. It's pleasure. My brain wants to go towards pleasure, so somehow I always find the time to do the things I want to do. The, the reason that you might feel like you don't have the time for nutrition is because you don't want to do it because the process might not feel good to you. There's three main pain points. You're eating foods that you don't like. You're too restrictive. And the results don't reflect your efforts. Those, I think, are the three main pain points that can totally deter somebody from wanting to do this. So we need to take those three things and flip them so they become points of happiness and good feelings, not points of oh my God, I hate my life feelings. <laughs> so number one, foods you don't like. Nobody is going to want to eat foods they don't like all the time. And I can't tell you how many times people come into my office and they're like, all right, I'm in diet mode now. And they go, you know, into eating like rice cakes. I don't know why rice cakes are like the go-to. I'm, I'm on a diet. I'm doing something healthy for my life food, but they are. And I always say to people like, all right, do you like rice cakes? And they're like, yeah, they're okay. And I'm like, you're lying. I'm like, all right, if calories didn't count, would you still eat rice cakes? And they're like, no, why would you? So here's a good rule to ask yourself. Here's a good thing. I want you to ask yourself this, you know, as you're trying, you know, to take yourself through this health journey, even your healthy foods, if calories didn't count, would you still eat this? And if the answer is no, you might want to try something else. I much rather somebody eat something that's maybe not picture perfect healthy, right? But it's pretty healthy. Um, but you actually enjoy it versus like choking down a rice cake or choking down a carrot stick that you're just really like not into. Because if you don't enjoy your foods, if you don't like your foods, it's really hard to go to them over and over and over. So if they're boring to you, if you don't enjoy them, you don't like them, if calories didn't count, if you could eat whatever you want without consequences, you wouldn't go for those foods anymore, I would rethink the foods that you're choosing. Because if you don't like it, why are you going to do it for the rest of your life? Now, 
I've had people come into my office before and say to me like, Michelle, I need you to look, I need you to look at Tuesday for lunch. I did something wrong. And I'm looking and I'm like, I don't know, nothing looks wrong. Why did you think that that wasn't a good choice? And they're like, because I liked it. If I liked it, I must have done something wrong. So can you check out Tuesday for me, please? <laughs> so just because you like it doesn't mean that it's wrong. We kind of associate misery to this whole process, but that's the one of the things where if you talk to people who are really successful long-term, they like their healthy foods as much as their unhealthy foods. And there are so many foods out there that we can find some that you like, but you need to make sure that you enjoy them because then it's not a chore to quote-unquote get back on track. Then it's not hard to get back to your good stuff on Monday because you enjoy it as well. So one of the main things is we need to get rid of suffering for your art and feeling like you need to like choke down all these things that you don't like and we need you to have healthy foods that you actually do like and that you do enjoy. And now all of a sudden this whole process seems a lot more manageable. All right, number two, this is a, this is a biggie. Too restrictive. So here's a question and nutritionists are so guilty of this so if you're a nutritionist please take this advice from me we need to start giving advice that is not only right but is also realistic we have this weird habit in our like culture of this industry of giving right advice that is totally unrealistic for our clients to be able to do so you know if I'm trying to get to Europe and somebody goes to me, oh, just like, you know, learn to fly a plane and then just like take yourself there. Like, it's cool. That will work. But if I don't have the intentions of ever learning to fly or that just seems too overwhelming to me, then I'm probably not going to do it. And even though that was right advice that will get me to Europe, if I'm not going to do it, what is the point of giving me that advice? So if I have a guy who comes in here, right, and he's eating 15 cheeseburgers a week. And, and he goes, and I tell him, okay, stop eating cheeseburgers a week. Eat zero cheeseburgers a week. Is that right advice? Yes. Will he lose weight that week? Yes. Will he be a healthier human if he can do it? Yes. Will he be able to do it? Mm, probably not. The data says probably no, because most people don't stick to diets long term. But if I said to him, hey, listen, you're eating 15 cheeseburgers a week. That's what your body's used to. Why don't we aim for like, I don't know, 10 cheeseburgers a week? Is he going to lose weight? Yeah, because it's less than his body's used to. Is he going to be able to stick to that? Yeah, because it's a much less dramatic jump. So we need to think about, okay, is the advice that we're following correct? But also, is it realistic? Can I actually do this? Because guess what? We all want what we can't have. You guys know this. If I can give you so many examples in life, right? So in high school, did you like the guy or girl who liked you? Or did you like the guy or girl who did not like you? You probably liked the guy or girl who did not like you until they liked you and then you just weren't interested anymore. Or if you talk to a teenager about drinking at, you know, 20, what's not a teenager, or like, a, you know, teenager at 20 versus like 21. At 20, it's like, oh my God, it's so exciting. But then at 21, you're like, eh, whatever. So because when we put all these restrictions around us, when we put, when we're like, oh, we can't have this, this is off limits. Now it's so exciting. Now it's on a pedestal. Now it's like this shiny thing. And if you talk to people who have kind of gone through this process and, and found their kind of happy medium with, you know, food and, you know, junk food, whatever you want to call it, um, they'll tell you that eventually they got to the point where like they just didn't even care anymore. And if you're like, girl, you lost me. That's not me. That will never happen with me. I worked with people who swore up and down. It would never happen to them. And it did because once something is allowed, once it's like, you know, not forbidden, all of a sudden it's allure wears off. It's not as enchanting anymore. It does take time. I want to stress that it is not something where you're like, all right, all of a sudden I don't love cookies anymore like you do and you will but you'll have a lot more control over it when it's not off limits when something is off limits the human mind doesn't like it you can see that in a million aspects in your life I'm sure so things 
can't be off limits, but there has to be parameters around them, right? Now, what's funny is we are so cool with having parameters around our lives in so many other areas. So when I start my new job and my boss tells me, hey, guess what? You get two weeks vacation a year. I'm like, awesome. I get two weeks vacation. I'm not like, oh, I don't get all vacation days. I don't expect all vacation days. Or, you know, if I get a paycheck, I don't like run to the mom below my whole paycheck. I have a discretionary income budget that I can use. You know, so we don't, we don't blow all of our money every single time we get any. We don't, you know, you know, have, have, expect all, you know, every single day to be able to be a sick day or vacation day, but we're, we're okay with that. You know, we're okay with having parameters around those things. Um, you know, I enjoy going to the movies. I don't go to the movies every day, you know, like anything that we enjoy or that we like, or, or that we get, we don't expect it in abundance, like every single day all the time. But when it comes to junk food, we kind of do, we never think about it in terms of like moderation we think of it in terms of like all or nothing I could have it or I can't and that mentality is why you might feel like you can't even go to a party and have one cookie you need to have all of them because in your mind whether you had one or 50 you still screwed up right if I have a kid who comes in here and let's say he has a curfew that is midnight and now it's 12 30 well he's gonna get in his mind in the same amount of trouble if he comes home at 12 30 as if he comes home at three o'clock in the morning so he's gonna stay out so for you if you feel like you screwed up you had one cookie or all the cookies right like you're gonna have all of them but once it's kind of not restricted and once it's not a screw up now and you kind of start developing these like parameters around it like now all of a sudden oh wow it makes it so that you know this is actually something that's manageable this all or nothing black or white thing it doesn't work especially when you feel like you can't live your life if you feel like you can't go to a party if you feel like if you do go to a party you have to like you know survive on crudite um you know you're you're never going to want to do that for the rest of your life so it can't be too restrictive we have this habit of judging our success with weight loss and nutrition from how far are we from perfect? And you never even have to be close to perfect. You just have to be better than you were. So if you kind of think about this as like, okay, I ate like a complete shit show last week and I ate like half a shit show this upcoming week, that's good, that's progress. I'm gonna see results from that. And then to get to that next level of a quarter of a shit show is not gonna be hard to do because you know you kind of gradually took the steps to get there. But when you're very all or nothing and you're very restrictive, it's never gonna feel good. You're never gonna wanna do it. So just to recap, A, you need to like your foods. If calories didn't count, would I still eat this? If the answer is no, you're probably not going to be able to stick to it long term. Number two, if it's too restrictive, it doesn't have to be too restrictive in order to work. It just has to be better than your body is used to. You want to say, are the rules that I'm following with nutrition right? But are they also realistic? Can I do this for the rest of my life? And now all of a sudden, you guys are like, oh shit, I can kind of see how somebody could enjoy the process of losing weight. We just do it all ass backwards here, right? The last one is that you're working hard, you're doing everything that you feel like you should be doing, and then you get on the scale and nothing happened, or you gained weight. The problem is we have a really crappy metric for measuring success, and if you listen to some of my previous podcasts, I talk about this. Weight is kind of like the SAT of nutrition. It's like a universal way of defining something or someone. And when we try to define everything universally, you're going to lose accuracy. And the problem is, is that guess what? Your body and your weight doesn't know what seven days is. So even though you got on the scale seven days, your body doesn't know what seven days is. Maybe it's going to, maybe you're going to see it in eight days. Maybe you're going to see it in five days, but you know, it doesn't always catch up in real time. And also weight, which I would, I would 
go back to that podcast, um, I believe it was episode three, and I would listen to that because it explains the different types of weight you can lose, but little spark note version is that water weight fluctuates day to day. So I could be eating picture perfectly, but if I had too much salt that day, or for whatever reason I'm retaining water, the scale's gonna look higher. Now, a scale is a snapshot in time. It's not giving us the whole story. Your habits and how you're eating give us the whole story. And I've never seen it, barring a medical condition, I should say, where somebody has consistently improved their habits, but it wasn't eventually reflected on the scale. But if we just use that snapshot in time to judge our success, well, that can make us feel bad because now we're doing everything in a way that feels good, but then we feel like, well, we didn't get results. So just trust the process. Keep in mind that the results will always be reflected. They might not always be reflected in real time. They're going to go up and down, up and down a little bit. Nothing in life is a straight line or linear that doesn't actually exist. So you're going to see two pounds up, a half a pound down, three pounds up. But if as long as you know, you're looking over time and you're looking at trends, your weight will always reflect your habits. But if you're judging your success and everything on this one stupid number and, and the snapshot in time number, not even like a long-term trend, then you're always going to be disappointed because it's very rarely going to reflect what you think it should in the moment that you're looking at it. So I hope that makes sense. So just to recap, you need to enjoy the process of losing weight. It is like one of the most crucial pieces to being successful long-term. And if you talk to those 5% of people who are actually able to lose weight and keep it off, I guarantee you they will agree that at some point it shifted from you know a diet kind of mentality to actually learning to enjoy the process. And if you make your goal of enjoying the process of losing weight instead of weight loss, not only are you going to lose weight, but you're going to keep it off and you're going to be happy as a clam every single day. And we know that your brain is going to want to move more towards that, not away from it. So you need to make sure you're eating foods that you actually enjoy. You might not love all of them as much as a bacon, egg, and cheese, but you got to still like them. You got to still enjoy them. You can't hate it. Otherwise, you're never going to want to do it. It's got to be satisfying. It cannot be too restrictive. It doesn't have to be. Why would you want to make this more work than it has to be? So it can't be too restrictive because the brain doesn't A, being like told that it can't do things, um, but it also, you know, doesn't like these kind of... um, Uh, very strict definitions of all or nothing so that the second that you have anything you feel like you screwed up because that doesn't work either and the last one is that you need to kind of look at results over a long period of time better yet instead of making your your result goal weight loss make your goal to enjoy the process of losing weight because if you do that you are guaranteed to be successful So I hope you guys got so much out of this episode. If you have episode suggestions for me, hit me up on Instagram, slide into my DMs. It's at Nutrishmish, N-U-T-R-I-S-H-M-I-S-H. And if you are listening to this, if you enjoyed this podcast, share it on your story, share it on your social media, tag me in it, and I will share it back. And I can't wait to see you guys next week.